You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Browns. Now, in the teens away from the 2021 NFL Draft, of course, in Cleveland, Ohio. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, your host, Jeff Lloyd, on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. You guys know how to get in touch with me. Uh, today's episode brought to you by the fine folks over at Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a snack. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to receive 15% off your next order. Joining me here this evening from Sports Illustrated, from Brown's Digest through SportsIllustrated.com, Mr. Pete Smith. Pete, we were hoping maybe for a little more clarity on the Jadavian Clowney situation today. Um, Maybe a travel mix-up, whatever you're going to call it. Apparently, Clowney now set to fly out Tuesday evening. For a Wednesday visit, Pete, it sounds like there's a physical involved. And once you get to that point, you've got to believe that there is some real traction to this. And it does seem the Browns would like an answer. Um, And they would like it before the 2021 NFL draft begins. Uh, Obviously, we don't know what it's going to do as far as, you know, tilting their board or tilting their needs. Uh, But the Browns maybe hopefully trying to get an answer one way or the other. And the sooner, the better, it seems. Well, I don't see any reason why you'd have a second visit unless you're planning on getting something done. Um, They met March 24th. um, And, you know, even then I thought the knee was going to be an issue because all the reports suggested he wouldn't be healthy until mid-April. Um, and that's where we're at now. So if he's healthy um, and they're ready to sort of negotiate a deal or may have already been negotiating a deal for the last three weeks, um, then they can sort of put pen to paper pretty quickly as long as the knee checks out. I mean, I don't, I don't see this being sort of like a ploy by either side to do something else. It just, um, I, there, there's just nothing else really there. I mean, it, it, there's no, point in Clowney going to Cleveland to not sign a deal. And there's no sense in Cleveland bringing Clowney in to not sign a deal. So at this point, unless he doesn't go for some reason, um, then, I, then I, I'm assuming th- that they figured this out and they wanted to get a deal done. And I think, I don't know if it, the Browns are like, you know, we need to get a deal done. I think if this is what they're planning on doing, it was just a matter of waiting until the knee was healthy. And then certainly it helps with the draft, but that's more about us than it is them. If they sort of know what's going to happen, um, obviously you feel better uh, when, when pen hits paper and you can sort of be done with it. You don't have to worry about something else going on, but I think it's not a huge deal. If it wasn't going to happen until, you know, May, uh, but maybe perhaps spurned by, uh, 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 spurred by last season. Clowney doesn't yep. want to wait around. 
um, and wants to sort of send the message that he's, you know, ready to go and not sort of showing up last minute. Not that, you know, basically when training camp started was last minute, but the, the pandemic was a different deal last year. But with his health and everything else, it may be the best thing for him to sort of get signed, get going. I mean, you've already got like, you know, pictures of David Njoku and Anthony Walker apparently working out, which is obviously good. Um, I think the quicker they can Drew get Clowney, the quicker they can get Clowney sort of in here and potentially, well, with, with Miles Garrett, who's a, another bus cook client. So, I, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that this this has always sort of been the likely scenario for for both sides. I've seen the Patriots mentioned, I've seen the Colts mentioned, but unless something is going to change quickly, I, I think I think this is what's going to happen. Well, and if you're Jadavian Clowney, first thing you're saying is that I get to go play with Miles Garrett, which is going to make me look good. I get to go play for a team that won a playoff game last year. So obviously that's appealing as well to Jadavian Clowney. And this Pete, and I don't want to harp on it too much, but I mean, I see a lot of fan reaction and a lot of tweets coming back about it. I think people don't understand just exactly what you could get with a player of Jadavian Clowney's ilk, where you're not bringing him in here as your number one pass rusher. Maybe he's number two. Hell, he could possibly be number three. And again, he has the ability, similar to Miles Garrett, with his size, with his length, of course, with his athleticism, to play anywhere up and down the defensive line. We talked about this a couple of times where the Browns faced him when he was a member of the Houston Texans. Yes, you may not be getting the number one player in the NFL draft from years ago, and that's fine. But... Is there an answer as an offensive line or an offensive coordinator where you could be trotting out three athletes of, you know, Garrett, Clowney, and of course, Tack McKinley? Folks, he doesn't have to be the former number one draft pick in the draft. He just needs to come in. Hopefully, his knees are healthy, run around like a damn madman with Miles, with of course, Tack McKinley with Sheldon Richardson, with Malik Jackson. He's not here to be the star. He's not here to be Jadavian Clowney. He is here to take this defensive line and this pass rush, hopefully from a good to very good situation to a very good to an excellent situation. Uh, look, I think I think people are going to sort of have to – um, set their expectations a little lower with Clowney than than some might want to. I think there's going to be uh, a, a a sense to want a, him to be a superstar, and he's never been that, um, really. He's a good player that really excels at certain things. So, And he know. plays better. He plays better if he's not necessarily the guy. Well, I mean, I think that's true of basically everybody. But um, look, it, it, he can do certain things. He can he can line up inside and be a powerful guy. I think you know he's a guy you want to stunt with quite a bit, especially with the the group the Browns have assembled. You know, if you've got him at sort of that uh, an end spot, and you have him you know uh, knife inside and try to just drive the guard out of the way, 
you've got guys like Malik Jackson and Sheldon Richardson who are athletic enough to get around and you can create pressure that way. So there's a lot of sort of things they can do with him. I think he, he he's a guy who can collapse the pocket, which is important for dealing with the amount of quarterbacks who can make plays with their legs. So uh, there's a lot of things that make sense. Um, my issue is obviously one, I don't know what we can count on from Tick to Karis McKinley as much as I want him to be successful. And it's good that he's going to be, he would be a third option as opposed to a starter. Um, but mm-hmm. my, you know, my reaction is even if you get Clowney, they still need more. They still need to keep adding uh, edge rushers and, and continue to ramp up the pressure because I think part of it is going to be just uh, if you're good enough to play with leads this year, then you're going to want to be pass rushing a lot. So you're going to need all the guys you can get so you can just keep that up. And and I like, I mean, I'm at least intrigued by both uh, Joe Jackson. You know, they, they've obviously got uh, the kid from uh, Mountain West kid who can come in and do something, maybe do Curtis something. Be, yeah. Curtis Weaver's there and they've got uh, Port, you know, Porter Gustin, but I'd much rather have like a first round pick coming in with that group and just unleash hell on everybody. Uh, and you're obviously going to be in, you're entering a, a year where the divisions offensive lines are sort of in a little bit of a, uh, a state of flux. Um, the Steelers are replacing a number of starters. The Ravens may trade uh, one of one of their tackles. The Bengals are the Bengals. So you might have a really, you know, look, I mean, the Browns were what four and two last year in the division. They uh, are, are three and three and they now have an opportunity to maybe go five and one, uh, six and oh, in the division if they if they take care of business up front. So I think there's a huge benefit from that. And obviously, at, once you get out outside of the division, and you're looking at the rest of the conference, uh, the Bills, the Colts, the Chiefs you got to get as much pressure as you can on these quarterbacks. Uh, you cannot let them sit back and pick you apart. As we saw um, at times last season, certainly within the postseason. Yes, get after the quarterback, not completing many balls when you're on your ass. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on the latest Locked on Browns. The improved Bill Bar is even more deliciouser. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars have nut and non-nut flavors. Bars are covered in 1% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, High fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your coconut almond bar, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, uh, article today from Jeff Risden, uh, the popular interior lineman, uh, Owen Reese, a fan favorite here of the Twitter community, 
uh, part of the Wisconsin Whitewater Program, uh, Coleman Ayers. Um, Pete, there seems to be a little bit, a little bit of smoke. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how the Browns bring in an offensive lineman. And of course, this could be a case of getting an, another example of getting in one year early as opposed to getting, you know, having to fill the need when there is nobody there. Um, when there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. Um, or it could just be a case of, you know, a player that they like falls to a range where they think he has fallen lower than he should. You have a contract coming up for Wyatt Teller. You have J.C. Treader. You have Joel Petonio. Um, both make a, a really, really strong amount of money, and deservedly so. Uh, but you have to wonder, and of course, there is also that, you know, Jack Conklin essentially has an ops, you know, out where his contract could be over at the end of the 2021 NFL season. There's some shakeup that could be coming to this offensive line room. Obviously not right away, but as we trend closer and closer to 2022 and, you know, with the selection of Harris last year, we'll still see, you know, where the organization is. Obviously this organization hasn't had a real relationship with Drew Forbes yet to this point, but there could be some flux, influx going on with the offensive line position. Well, I mean, unless they love a guy, I don't see where they're going to put him. Um, it almost seems like a wasted selection. It really does. Um, just sort of doing the math in your head, um, the Browns have just just backups right now. The Browns have four guards, two tackles, and two centers. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and not all those guys are going to make the roster. Uh, you know, Javon Patterson is sort of the, the third-string center right now. Um, behind Nick Harris, uh, but you know, guards tough. I mean, I, I think Drew Forbes is went from being the potential starting right guard to now he could be the heir apparent at left guard. Um, and then you know, I don't, I don't expect Colby Gossett to be here all that much longer, uh, or, or you know, whenever, whenever they decide to move on. And they've got uh, the the two guys. They got Blake Hanson and the other dude they 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 signed from last year here. And then I think they really like Alex Taylor. And I think uh, the other kid they signed really likes Bill Callahan um, because Greg Sanat, I don't think has a future here, but he could have a future elsewhere. So he's taking advantage of it. So, you know, if the Browns pick a lineman, they're basically saying we really, really like this guy now, more likely to me. And, and I, I don't remember the, the kid's name offhand. They have a, they've had a visit with, he may be an undrafted dude. Uh, and they just, you know, they're sort of just. Oh, yeah, to the smaller school, yeah. You know, if they take a guy like the kid from Wisconsin Whitewater, I mean, that's a kid that they, they obviously think is a stud. Uh, and and he may be. I mean, he's physically outstanding. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not impossible. That's all the boxes. But, but uh, you know, for one thing, I think he'll go earlier uh, than – uh, than most people would, you know, sort of think. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's going to be sitting there in round three where the Browns are picking. Um, I think. I think he's too good. Um, so he may be gone in the second round. I mean, it's a good center class. So I mean, there's certainly an argument that the Browns are basically looking at this, going, "This draft class sucks at all of these other things. We might as well sort of get get uh, hit a, a really good position group and grab somebody they really like." Um, and that's Sensory possible. Positive. But 
I just don't know where they put him, and I don't, you know, I, unless they plan on giving up on Nick Harris, then the guy would need to have uh, flexibility to play at other spots, and and I think Nick Harris will eventually be able to sort of contribute at guard, but it's not now, and it wasn't last year. Um, so, you know, it's not impossible, but it's just really, really hard to pull it off. I think the Browns are actually going to end up making maybe two trades at some point for just backups because they're one of the teams that have just a ridiculous supply and they, the pandemic worked out in a way it wasn't really intended to for them that they actually ended up with plus guys that are talented. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that's Bill Callahan, uh, but they've identified guys that, that, that can apparently play. So, you know, when they get down to cut down time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns trade like a, a Blake Hans or a Greg Sanat to somebody for, Maybe a a, 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 dra- a conditional draft pick, or maybe just a, a player, uh, you know, uh, and a guy we're not going to keep for a guy you're not going to keep type deal. So we'll see. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be interesting on that front because it, you know the Browns are not you know normally Labor Day weekend. Nobody's coming to you know basically sift through you know what the Browns have to give away. But this could be a chance to you know sneak in a couple of picks. Obviously, probably day three when you're talking about something like that cuts at the end of camp. Something certainly to keep your eye on. Uh, before we get to listener questions, um, I, I don't even know where I saw it today, but somebody had this up on. It was the uh, draft terminology bingo. So let's go with this, Pete. Pete, your favorite draft term or draft description that you'll hear from a Mel Kuyper or a Daniel Jeremiah or a Todd McShay, and also your least favorite. I don't know if I have like a favorite because I'm sure whatever it is, I use it. Um, <laughs> we all do. So, I, I, you know, I'm not sure if, if there's any of these where, where I'm sitting here scratching my head going, you know, what, what is this? Or so there's not really any, I, I'm sure, I'm sure if I thought about it for a while, I'd probably come up with something, but uh, no, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy to use, you know, you know, players being electric. I'm happy to be uh, to use a lot of these things. Long um, speed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of these. I, I mean, I don't even think. I guess I don't even think of them as sort of draft terminology anymore, uh, unless you're getting into like metrics and stuff. And and for that stuff, it's it's like a whole different deal. So I, maybe there's something, but I, nothing that jumps out at me right now. All right. And so then obviously that would be no least favorite, but you know, least favorite. I mean, there's always the, you know, uh, you know, playing a phone booth, uh, you know, well, some of these aren't relevant anymore. Playing a phone booth, you know, so many people don't know what a phone booth is. Uh, so you got to run into that stuff. I mean, the stuff I still know that term, that term wouldn't apply anymore anyway, because the way the game is so stinking spread out anyway. So that one really is another one that can go, you know, basically cross the street and be done with as well. I guess if I, if I don't like anything, it's the easy white guy, uh, you know, coach's son, Jim rat. (laughs) First one in, last one out. Uh, Always, 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 always some good ones. And you'll still hear these. And uh, you know, of course, you know, it doesn't match, uh, doesn't match the time speed, things of that nature. Um, but yes, uh, so saw so that, thought, figured we'd slip that in here. We got some listener questions. We'll get those uh, next here. Appreciate you guys for always, you know, guys and gals for funneling those through. We'll come back with that in just a second. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball may be over, but the NBA, the NHL, NFL draft prop bets, and MLB all available for you. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Again, promo code locked on, all caps, no space. Got a bunch of listener questions to get to. Obviously, a lot draft related, a lot, Mr. Jadavian Clowney related, understandably so. But again, thanks everybody for sending these on over. And we will go ahead and fire these up now. And there was a couple I really like, so obviously we're going to go with those here. Um, from Chuck Smith at Truth Sayer 4, let's assume that a veteran edge is signed before the draft. Where do the Browns go at 26? Another edge, a cornerback or just plain non-running back, O-line, QB, BPA. I'll tell you right now, Pete will add 275 defensive linemen if he can, but go ahead, Pete, question is yours. I mean, I don't think adding Clowney changes anything in terms of what you should be looking for in the draft. Because we're probably looking at what, a one-year one year deal, maybe with a second option, perhaps? Well, and that's true of both. Clowney and McKinley. Neither, I mean, I, I, McKinley's on a one-year deal. So whoever you pick, theoretically, could be starting next year, which is all the more reason to do it. Um, the one-year so, early thing that we keep talking about. So I, I, I don't think it changes anything. If, if the value is there for other positions, like, you know, if, if for whatever reason, corners and, and, and edge rushers you like go f- fast, maybe you end up taking receiver, maybe you end up dropping down, Maybe you take a safety. I, I continue to be unable to rule out the possibility, however unlikely it may be, that if Trevon Morig is sitting there, they they don't just grab him. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think that, that that changes my outlook on anything in terms of how the Browns approach the draft or should approach the draft. I think Clowney, if anything, it honestly frees you up to do exactly that, which is to say you could take – a pass rusher who who might not be fully developed right now, uh, who could still contribute. You can still put him out there and, and have him t- attack the quarterback. But you may not be um, as worried about getting somebody who can step in right away and, and do everything. You can sort of put a guy out there who may have sort of a longer runway to, to being fully developed uh, and do it that way. And no, that does not mean Jason Owa. <laughs> From Believe Land, Andy. What, and it's tough to say who's maybe solidified as far as the top 10 prospects. So let's go this. Pete, top 25 prospect besides Jason Owa with the biggest bust potential. I, I mean, I don't know how you can go away from Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, and and the, again, some of this is if he goes to the 49ers, it's not his fault. Uh, they give up three first round picks. So I don't, you know, how good does he have to be if that's 
indeed the way to justify the means exactly yeah i mean that's really really difficult so i don't think he's particularly good um i mean if you go beyond that some of it is off the field like sure. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a guy I just don't know, you know, how reliable he is and if he's going to sort of uh, short circuit his own career at some point. Uh, you know, you've got a guy like Jalen Phillips with the medical stuff and you just don't know where that's going to go. So um, Mac Jones is the one that stands out, but so many of these guys, with, with a number of these guys, there are some concerning possibilities of, uh, bus potential for reasons that may not be their fault. Julian Edelman, Hall of Famer or not, Pete? No, absolutely not. Um, no. If uh, if he didn't play for the Patriots and Tom Brady, no one would know who he is. Uh, and, he and, would have been and, in and out of the league in a year and a half. If um, he didn't play for the Patriots. It's certainly a testament to what he's been able to achieve being an undrafted former quarterback. Um, the reality to me is if he wasn't white, this would not be as big of a deal to, uh, to this, his playoff contributions are outstanding. Jared cook is going to have more receiving yards in his career after this year than, than Julian Edelman is. And there are any number of great receivers who are not in the Hall of Fame that are way better than him. Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, I mean, those are two of them. Uh, it's a long list uh, at a position that the Hall of Fame is already overwhelmed with. Um, he's just not. He, he can be a, a Boston, New England legend forever, but he has no business being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, could not agree with you more, and we'll go with this one to the last one. Getting close here, Pete, almost two weeks away. Gun your head. Do the Browns make a selection in round one? I know it's going to disappoint a lot of people that Thursday night if it doesn't happen, uh, but the Browns are going to go about their business. That's just the way they are. Um, I think they will make a pick. I think it's far more likely they trade in other rounds than it is the first round. But, you know, we'll see. The board may fall that – that they basically come to a point where there's nothing there, or the Browns are really confident and they, they do something like they did with Grant Delpit and move back a, a handful of picks, get another asset, and still get the guy they love. You know, that at some point that may bite you, but um, if they're confident in, in what they have and, and what they've sort of, sort of gleamed from other teams uh, throughout this process, they could do something like that. But I think they're going to end up making that pick uh, and maneuvering around from other positions. And for everybody who will be in the house that evening, um, I'm sure you're all going to be having a good time. Uh, let the process play out. Don't lose it as a host city because maybe your franchise, maybe you have traded out of round one. He is Pete Smith from Browns Digest through SI.com. Pete and his team keep killing it. Uh, you know, the workload will lighten up here, hopefully a little bit in the next three and a half to four weeks, but keep reading, keep checking everything out. Brian Browns digest on SI.com. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore show itself, uh, at lockdown Browns, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it's, uh, Odyssey, um, make sure you are 
following Locked On Browns on those apps. Five-star ratings, written reviews. Do appreciate you guys for that. Uh, follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. DMs are open on both accounts. Uh, appreciate you all for you know questions, ideas. Uh, just wanting to talk ball. You guys know how to get in touch with me that way. It's getting close. Uh, we are getting very, very close to the 2021 NFL draft in Cleveland. I know everybody is excited. Obviously, we're going to continue this clowny watch, which now appears it'll parlay from Tuesday night into Wednesday. Everybody just be patient. I mean, all signs look good. Um, just haven't really crossed the finish line on that just yet. Um, and for me, look, I know a lot of people, you know, again, where, you know, oh, well, this and you didn't do anything last year. and da, da, da. I don't know, man. It, it just the absolute thought of, you know, Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett, even if it's a short run, running around on the same defensive line together, it's enticing, folks. There's just no way around it. It, it definitely has some appeal to it. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.